I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his suffering, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining the resurrection from the dead. And that is Philippians chapter 3, verses 10 and 11. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Bridge Radio, and we are coming at you from the great state of Texas. I am your host, A.W. Varilla, and next to me, like always, the president of Bridge Ministry, Steve Den Hartog. What's up, everybody? Good to be with you again today. Yeah, so uh, we've been off for a couple weeks. Uh, been busy. We're super excited. The building, guys, is coming together. Uh, we went to visit uh, last week. Uh, electrical, plumbing, floors are being broken up. Walls are going up. It and is. Uh, it is was really, really exciting to go in there. Uh, after all this time, as uh, we've been praying, yeah. uh, people have been giving. Uh, and just amazing what the Lord has been doing here at Bridge Ministries. Absolutely. Super excited about getting into that building, Lord willing, early next year. And uh, I'm just excited to see what the Lord's going to do with with that building through us, you know, to continue to reach Laredo and Mexico and well, all of Latin America. Yeah, all know, of Latin America. Because we're expanding. I don't know. Have you talked to him, told him no, about I Nicaragua? No, I, I have not. I think you should tell him. Yes. Because uh, I, I think that would be just absolutely great news for our listeners and what God is doing in Central and South America. Absolutely. So we met a brother, Brother Javi, Javier from Nicaragua. He's a missionary down mm-hmm. there in Hinotega and uh, met him a few weeks ago uh, when we had the conference. And uh, he was interested in Bridge Ministries and what we're doing. And uh, so we just had a really good conversation and he wanted to, uh, to find a way to reach his local community through the gospel, through radio specifically. And uh, so we're, we're collaborating with him to, pro- to provide him with some resources for him to put on the radio. Um, so he's going to be actually taking our Spanish podcast yes. and uh, publish, publicizing it on the radio down there in Hinotega. And so last Saturday was his first one. So he's super excited about that. And it's going to be an opportunity for him to be able to, to minister locally and uh, also to, uh, to let people know about his presence and about the church there. Yeah, I, I, think, it was, I think it's so exciting how just God brings uh, the body together in different gifts. You know, uh, all this is possible for a lot of people involved. You know, our sound engineer, Eli Lopez, is a big part of getting this uh, uh, all edited and and put together and sent out. We have Kim uh, Rodriguez, who Mm. uh, does all our uh, social media with uh, um, with uh, Joey and they're they're helping out uh, 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 the brother down there in Nicaragua, Javier. And, and it's just awesome to just see everybody come together yeah, for, absolutely. for his kingdom. And, and, and again, uh, it's exciting. And this just came out of the Spanish conference that we had last month. Amen. And uh, again, uh, Christmas is around the corner here, guys. Uh, I hope everybody's getting ready for the holidays. Uh, I'm super excited. I'm heading to Chicago nice. uh, here next week. So that's going to be absolutely uh, fun for me. Uh, just going back to my hometown. And uh, yeah, so just super excited. Uh, today, we're going to have a special guest. We're going to have Tim 
Chalice, yes. uh, Chalice. And um, we're just going to be talking about uh, his book, his ministry. Um, and uh, yeah, we're super excited to to have him on. Uh, for our guests, uh, please, please subscribe to Apple, Android, Google, and Stitcher Radio. And please visit our website at bridgemenlaredo.org. And we are now on Spotify. Um, so, yeah, I'm super excited. And uh, uh, again, we're we are running a little bit behind on podcasts, but again, we're I, I have a backlog of people that I'm still waiting on. So as these as our, our guests continue to respond, we will be releasing the podcast. So be patient. You bet. And uh, yes. Well, Steve, uh, why don't we get this uh, podcast started? Let's do it. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Awesome. Tim Chalice worships and serves as elder as at Grace Fellowship Church in Toronto, Canada. He is a blogger, a book reviewer, and has written a number of popular books. Welcome, Tim Chalice, to Bridge Radio for the first time. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, we're super excited to have you, uh, Tim. Uh, I was uh, super excited. Uh, just uh, I was on your website today, and I got to read a great arc article I shared with mm. Steve, a, a Christian case for Bitcoin and blockchain, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is... <laughs> Which has been a hot topic here at Bridge Ministry, believe it or not. It has been, and uh, and I really appreciate that uh, that uh, article that you wrote. I've shared it uh, on Twitter and to a lot of our friends here. So I really appreciate and and thank you for what you do uh, in your ministry. Um, so Tim, before we begin here, can you please share a little bit about yourself and your family and how God drew you to saving faith? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, you got my name down. I, I'm Tim Challies. I'm married to Aileen. I've been married to her for 23 years. Uh, we have three children together. Uh, Michaela is 15 years old and a high school student. Abigail is 19 years old and a college student. And Nick would be 20 years old. He went to be uh, in heaven about a year ago. Um, I, as you said, I'm an elder at Grace Fellowship Church and um, love serving in the local church, love writing as well, writing the blog and the books. And I came to faith uh, through my parents. I had the great privilege of being raised in a Christian home with parents who loved the Lord and uh, parents who uh, really valued sound doctrine, good theology. And so I was raised in a context of studying the scripture, also learning sound doctrine, and uh, was very grateful for that, uh, that upbringing. Well, you know, thank you for that. That's that's awesome. We, you know, when we begin our podcast, we do like to ask our our uh, our guests uh, to share a little bit about uh, yourself. And uh, before we do begin, uh, if it's okay, uh, Tim, uh, I wanted to ask you uh, about Nick and your favorite memory about Nick, if that's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I guess my favorite memories. I thought about this a fair bit uh, over the last year since Nick went to heaven. And I think the favorite memories are the ones where we're together as a family and uh, possibly on vacation together, just enjoying time together as a family, just carefree, enjoying life, enjoying the world, enjoying creation. So mm -hmm. as I think back, um, I think any of the, the best memories of Nick are memories with the whole family together, something that we trust now we'll enjoy again in heaven but uh not for the time being again where we're all together in the same place at the same time mm. yes and and i look forward to meeting nick in heaven for sure Amen. um <laughs> and and we get to spend eternity all of us together and that is just super exciting um so mm -hmm. um yeah. yeah absolutely um so uh 
If we can just uh, go, uh, you just recently released a book, I believe back in um, September, uh, called Knowing and Enjoying God, uh, Words from the Wise. Uh, and um, we, we've been promoting this book here at Bridge Ministry. Again, we are a Christian bookstore, coffee shop, discipleship center, conference uh, resource center, all in the above. But um, um, so just a quick question. What made what led you to write this book? Um, you know, my wife has been enjoying it. She hasn't put it down, um, and she has it all marked up here with you know um, these little dividers, and it's been uh, absolutely just uh, uh, great just going through the book with her. But uh, what led you to write this book? Yeah, so um, I'm I'm an avid collector of quotes. I love a good quote. <laughs> so whenever I read a book, whenever I'm online, I'm always looking for quotes. And I think quotes are just um, the beauty of a good quote is it's a, a succinct distillation of truth. You have you might have a whole page that's summarized in a single sentence, or even a whole book that's summarized in a single sentence. And I love to find those those sentences that contain so much truth. And I just got to ponder them. And so for years, I was collecting quotes and then uh, eventually joined with an artist and started to overlay those quotes on beautiful um, scenery, beautiful graphics, and uh, had the idea over time that, you know, we could combine these quote graphics with a little devotional and make something that would hopefully help people or uh, resource people as they're they're going through life, looking for something to maybe supplement their devotions or just uh, something brief like that. And so, yeah, the idea came together. A publisher was interested, and uh, lo and behold, here's the book. So we're really pleased with it, and uh, especially grateful for the way the publisher made it beautiful. They did such a good job of taking these graphics, taking these words, and combining them into a beautiful little book. Yeah, I can uh, I can relate with you with uh, with regards to your appreciation for good quotes tim i love good quotes as well and whenever i'm uh, teaching a class or just in conversation frequently the lord will bring those quotes to mind and it's just a some people can say things so much better than i ever could and so i think that's what i appreciate about quotes so much is as you said there's such a distillation of of truth that god has given to us so uh, I, I really appreciate uh, on page uh, 79, you're quoting Thomas Watt, Watson. Hmm. Uh, Steve and I are, are going through the body of divinity here in the podcast. Uh, and uh, I, I really like the reason we come away so cold from reading the word is because we do not warm ourselves at the fire of meditation. Hmm. That is so Thomas Watt, Watson. And when I saw that, I was like, that is awesome. And then I just love how you just transition in the book as in, in, in this section. It says, uh, I'll just, if you don't mind, I'll, if I'll just read a little bit, I don't want to give away everything because we want people to go and get the book, by the way. Um, uh, he says, we live at a time in which we are constantly, uh, inundated with information and we live much of our lives with the glow of digital devices that are constantly beeping, buzzing, flashing to tell us that there is new information available to be had a text message, an email, a tweet, and a headline. And I read that and I was like, wow, that is so true in the moment of time that we are living in and the distractions that come with that. Yeah, I think one of the, the neat things about reading people like Thomas Watson is 
we tend to think that we are the only people who have dealt with distraction. And certainly we've got some new and creative ways of being distracted in this world. But as you read Thomas Watson or you read Charles Spurgeon, who loved Thomas Watson, you mm. find that every generation of Christians has had the same struggle, just maybe in different ways, but the same struggle to just sit and meditate on the Word of God and let those truths sink down deep within us. And so um, I think there's comfort to be had in thinking our challenge is both unique and very common. It's unique in that we do have these devices that are offering us new methods of distraction. At the same time, our challenge is common to all of humanity, which is just getting away from the noise, getting away from the hubbub, and just finding ways of being alone with the Lord so His Word can go down deep within us and really transform us from the inside out. So there's such joy in reading these old authors and, and realizing, yeah, they, they've dealt with this too, and they, they managed to overcome the distraction of their age, and, and so too can we. Yeah, amen. Yeah, so there's no excuses for our listeners out there. So um, <laughs> Even in the 21st century. Even in the 24th I think the, the title on your book alone reminds me of one of my favorite quotes from Augustine, you know, from the Confessions. You have mm. made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless yes. until they come to rest in thee. And I know I've experienced that in my own life, but knowing and enjoying God, the title of your book, I think just points to that truth that our our satisfaction and uh, the fulfillment that we look for comes in a relationship with our Creator. Yeah, and what a joy that we get to enjoy God. I, I think our default as human beings mm. is to do what God says. To, yes. we, we all love a religion that's just a bunch of rules. Just give me a bunch of rules, I'll obey the rules, and you reward me, God. That's that's our default mode. Um, but. But it's different with God. He does give us His law. But as we follow the law, we find that we truly delight in God. We truly enjoy God. And, you know, if you've been out evangelizing people, you evangelize Muslims, you're not going to find a lot of Muslims who enjoy their God, who just take great delights in their God. They're afraid of Him. They Many almost dislike Him because mm -hmm. he's, he's so demanding and so in a sense, unlikable. Uh, but And, you know, the same is true of many faiths, many religions, probably all of them. But we as Christians get to enjoy God. We get to have this living, vital relationship with a God who is so worthy of our praise, worthy of our admiration, who brings us such delight. And mm. so that's something we should take very seriously and just simply enjoy, enjoy our God. Amen. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him, right? Again, from Piper. Um on, yeah. on, on page 30 of your book, Knowing and Enjoying God, Tim, you say, Advance in the Christian life comes not by the work of the Holy Spirit alone, nor by our work alone, but by our responding to and cooperating with the grace the Holy Spirit initiates and sustains. Can you flesh that out a little bit? And I know you talk about the means of grace in this chapter as well. Maybe talk a little bit about what you mean by the means of grace. Yeah, so what you just read there is a quote from Donald Whitney, who's written quite a lot about spiritual disciplines, about means of grace. And means of grace are a way of speaking about how God essentially dispenses his grace to us. And so we know that we're sinners in need of grace. God is full of grace. We need grace. How do we get it? How does that grace flow from God to us? That's essentially what means of grace are, the, the means through which God blesses us with his grace. And... Um, but that quote you read from Donald Whitney, it really addresses the matter of God dispensing the grace and us still laboring for it. And so sanctification or coming alive to holiness, 
This is a way in which we cooperate with God. God calls us to labor, to strive toward holiness, to exert all sorts of effort in it. And yet, even as we put in that effort, we understand that it, it's God who's empowering the effort. God who's the one who's who's mm. dispensing grace. And so we're not we're not saved by our own effort. We know that, but there's a sense, and we're we're also not sanctified by our own effort. We are called to exert effort, but even then, we know that it's the grace of God that's flowing into us and and changing us over the course of our Christian lives. Yeah, Amen. I'm reminded of First Corinthians 15, verse 10. Uh, when you're talking about that, it says, Paul says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. So again, that idea of the the discipline on my behalf, but it's all undergirded by God's grace towards me. I would not be able to, to do that, but by his grace. Yeah, exactly. So as, as Whitney says, the grace the Holy Spirit initiates and sustains. Mm, yeah. And so we simply cooperate with the grace that's available to us. There's, there's an interesting implication of that, which is that every one of us is simply as sanctified as we wish to be, mm. right? God's grace is available to us. And we're just, we just need to reach out and take it, take what God is offering. And we only ever sin because we refuse to take hold of the grace God is offering us in that moment to do mm. what is right and, and delightful to Him. Yeah. And so, yeah, the Holy Spirit initiates this work and He sustains this work in us. Amen. Yeah. Um, now, when you were co- collecting all these quotes for the book, how did you narrow it down? Uh, I'm sure that was pretty difficult. Yeah, there are so many good quotes <laughs> and many books full of quotes, many websites that are full of quotes. Um, and, you know, even as you're just doing your reading, however many books you read in the course of a month or a year, you find more. And so, yeah, I just organized them all in some software and just kept calling the list, making it smaller and smaller, adding to it a little bit, making it smaller again. And if there's 101 quotes in this book, it could easily have been a 1,000. Um, one one helpful thing was that I wanted all of these to be able to fit within Twitter, within a, a tweet. Mm-hmm. And so that reduced the character count at least. To a, it eliminated a lot that just simply wouldn't fit. Um, and I also wanted all the authors to be people I could recommend. And so you might find a good quote from an author who himself or herself isn't so great. And so I eliminated those ones as well because part of my hope for this book is that as people read the quotes, they'll become interested in the authors and go back to the original sources and and read up on those authors. And so for that reason, I've got all the citations in here. You can go looking for the books. You can read them. You can uh, find a whole lot more based on these little tidbits. Yeah, and I appreciate just the wide range of people that you're quoting. Uh, you know, uh, one of my favorite musicians is Matt Boswell, and and, and you're quoting him, which is awesome. He says, uh, uh, a church songs are not a mere preamble to the sermon. Singing is not a filler time to warm up a congregation. Singing is a holy practice. We sing because God has commanded us, and our songs should be filled our hearts with delight. Man, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, I want to diversify the quotes even more. Hmm. Um, one of the challenges is that quotes tend to get translated from English speaking English speakers into other languages, hmm. but I don't see a whole lot translated back. And so there's a whole world of Christians out there um, speaking in their native tongues, but not many of those 
quotes get translated into English so English speakers can benefit from them and enjoy them. So I'm hoping over time we'll see more of those translations, which means people like myself have a much wider bank of quotes to draw upon. Mm, yes. And and I think this is a good segue uh, to uh, yeah, yeah. talk about uh, your Spanish ministry. And uh, we also have uh, how we came together, Tim, is through our, our good friend, uh, Nadelka Medina. And uh, she's on as well. Uh, so, Nadelka, if you would like to say hello. <laughs> well, thank you for inviting me. This is great. Um, I hope um, everybody's doing well. But I just wanted to say hello and to let the listeners know that um, a lot of um, Charlie's articles, they have been translated into Spanish, and it's been, for me personally, such a blessing to be able to, you know, take his articles um, and try to keep always the main idea. But it's been such a blessing to be able to get to know him, get to know his writing, get to know his style. You know, I get questions often, um, you know, does this sound like Charlie's or do you think he would agree with this? And I just have to refer them back and say, well, go back and read the original source and you'll know what he's thinking and what he means by that. It's been a blessing to me to be able to do that into my native tongue, Spanish, and um I hope you guys can give the website at the end so our listeners can go and um, visit his site and just read a lot of of his articles and different topics. And um, it's like a whole university in there. I, I, I mean, I don't know how many articles he has written in his English blog, but I know Spanish we have, I mean, I, a lot. <laughs> I know the other day he sent me a text, and he—I I think it was like 192 pages, if I remember correctly. Wow. I had no idea. A lot, a lot of articles have been translated, but I'm just happy to be part of it. And um, thank you, Tim, for being here and um, talking to us. Yeah, of course, it is. It's so exciting for me to know that the Spanish side of the ministry is carrying on, and that's very hands-off for me. I. I don't speak or read Spanish, so I can't be of any help other than to keep creating content on the English side and allowing Nadelka and her team to translate it. So it's an absolute joy for me. And uh, one of my great hopes is that as the world opens up again and um, Latin America becomes accessible again um, and travel just becomes easier, I'm, I'm very much hoping to meet more of the, the readers in that neck of the woods and to uh, yeah find some of the people and get to know some of the people who have been reading the material on, in the Spanish language. Well, you know, uh, Tim, uh, like we are in a border town. Uh, we, we, we literally are a mile away, two miles away from Mexico. And, uh, the uniqueness of Laredo, Texas is something that I, I've never experienced. Uh, um, I am from Chicago and, uh, God did bring my wife and I down here and I was able to meet uh, Steve and, and what we've been super excited that, um, you know, we're seeing more ministries just do more and more in, in Spanish because it's needed. Um, there's just not a lot of resources. Uh, there is, but I mean, compared to just uh, to English, the English, there's not a lot. And and then on, there's not a lot of good solid stuff. That's the key. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, one thing that we are excited that you know your material is being translated in Spanish because. Uh, People are people are just 
going to... They're hungry for truth. Yes. Yeah, no, that's a blessing to me. And um, I know there's quite a number of books that are being translated into Spanish, but I'm grateful there's blogs as well, simply because it's a different form of communication. It's a little less formal and a little more urgent. It can be written one day, translated the next, and, uh, and put out there. So, yeah, I'm very thankful for it. And, uh, yeah, it's really exciting for me. Well, and it can be read in a few minutes, which is really mm. nice. You know, you don't have to sit mm. down for an hour or two hours and, uh, and, you know, scroll through several pages. You can just read an article in a few minutes and get some really solid mm -hmm. truth. Um, so, uh, Tim, uh, I, I did want to talk about you are in Canada, uh, Toronto, right? Um, Correct. What, what kind of challenges are just happening in Canada right now. I know we're, well, we, we have a really large Canadian audience, believe it or not, which is always surprising to me. We have a really large Canadian uh, listenership. Mm -hmm. um, so for our uh, Canadian brothers who are listening, because um, I don't know, maybe you can just talk about a little bit about just Canada and and your your ministry and, and there and... Sure. Yeah, one of the big joys and challenges of Canada right now is this multiculturalism. And so um, I believe Toronto is usually considered the most multicultural city in the world. Mm -hmm. um, people from all over the world are moving here, and it really has become a town where, um, yeah, many people come from other parts of the world and settle in here as their first Canadian experience. And so uh, the churches in Toronto reflect that, and that means um, many churches have many cultures or ethnicities represented, but there's also many, um, you know, there's Spanish-speaking churches, there's Portuguese-speaking churches, and so on, so many ethnic or uh, language-based churches as well. And so, yeah, there's, a, there's great diversity here, which is wonderful, but also challenging, because mm -hmm. when people bring different cultural backgrounds, they bring different expectations of church, just different ways of doing church. Um, you know, there's some cultures that are extremely relational where it's expected that church will be almost an all-day thing. Other cultures that are much more family-based where church would be quite a minor uh, blip in the course of a week and so on. And so um, I guess the challenge, one of the big challenges is trying to um, build churches that are reflecting the people and uh, who make up the church and really valuing what they value. Hmm. Um, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's a really neat context to minister, a uh, really neat context to be a Christian. But um, the, the very thing that makes it so neat is also the thing that brings some of the challenges. And, but we believe the gospel is good for that and uh, more than adequate to address it. Hmm. Um, and, and we're seeing that to be the case. Amen. What, what got you excited about becoming a blogger, an author, and a book reviewer? Because, you know, there's not a lot of people who are just like... Hmm. I'm just going to start reviewing books and write about it and put it up here. Like, and we appreciate that because, um, you know, uh, Steve, you're kind of like a, a book reviewer when people are asking you, I don't, I don't think that you're reading all these books and just like, <laughs> but, uh, Tim, yeah. Can you just talk about that a little bit before we start landing the plane here? Yeah. Um, I got into blogging sort of inadvertently. It was a new medium back then, and I was just exploring it. And I started doing some writing, and people started reading it, and it built out from there. So I didn't have a big master plan. Nobody did at that time. It was just a thing to experiment with. Um, we've seen lots of social media come and go since then, and there's always this group of people at the very beginning who are exploring it. And I was amongst those, at least on the Christian side. And then in terms of book reviewing, a lot of it was that I developed a real passion for resourcing people. 
Uh, there's so many Christian resources, and few people really have time or interest in in weeding down the eight parenting books to the one or two that they'll actually read, or the 50 books on marriage down mm-hmm. to two that they would most actually want to read and apply to their lives. And so part of the joy for me has been in taking all these resources, I get access to them, I can read quickly, and distilling it down to the ones that I most recommend. And I do the same thing on the blog every day, is come up with a list of articles, and say, I recommend these articles from around the, the internet, around Christian writing. And again, just trying to help people sort through the big, all the different options down to just a few that would hopefully serve them and bless them. And so that's been a big part of it over the years. That is such a reflection of what we do here as a ministry as well with regards to the books, especially because we have people coming in and asking for books on, you know, parenting or marriage or, you know, a topic of theology or whatever. And I think a big part of what we do here is just to be able to guide people, you know, in the in the in the good direction to get some really good, solid biblical uh, material. So that's uh, something yeah. that we could really there, relate there's to. There's lots of bad Sorry, there's lots of bad books out there, and I think there is exactly. value to be had in in helping people avoid the bad ones. Yes. There's also just tons of mediocre books, mm-hmm. and so then I think there's a ministry in helping people find the best ones. Exactly. And uh, just sort through the pile and say, hey, if you're going to read two books on parenting, here are the two I recommend. Or if you're going to read, you know, just two books on marriage or something before you get married, here's here are two good ones. And that, that just saves people a lot of bother reading uh, mm-hmm. the mediocre ones that maybe wouldn't be as helpful. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I think that uh um um we are probably the only solid Christian bookstore in Texas. Um I I I would venture to say that I don't know how many Christian bookstores have survived the pandemic. Mm. Um and we're definitely definitely among the few here in Texas, if, if not the only one. Yeah. And, 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 and we're really, really trying to reach the Spanish community here to read more books, to, to just get really solid uh, 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 materials in their hands and resources, especially as we've been opening back up for the people of Mexico, Central America, you know, uh, South America. So, I mean, we, we're really excited about that. And we're excited to point people to your website, to your blog, to your, your, your reviews. I mean, we're, yeah, excited about that Amen. as well. Yeah. So, Tim, in your book, you have a quote by Daryl Wingard, and and he says, General revelation provides enough knowledge of God to get rebellious people like you and me into trouble, but not enough to get us out of it. And I think that's just a great segue uh, for the gospel. You say, it says, we need something more as the last line. And uh, so could you share with us what that is that we need to get us out of trouble? Sure. Yeah, so what uh, Wingard is, is sharing there is that God reveals knowledge of himself through creation so that there's not one person in the world who can rightly deny that God exists and that God is powerful, and even that he himself has sinned against God. That, that knowledge is available to all. The question is, um, what do you do with that knowledge? Uh, thankfully, God has given us more than that. He's also given us special revelation through the Bible and through His Son, Jesus Christ, which tells us what can be done. Uh, what can we sinful people do? How can we find hope? And what God reveals is that He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to come into the world, which is what we celebrate at Christmas, Jesus Christ, the eternal God being born in human flesh, coming into this world to live a perfect life, to perfectly fulfill the law, 
and then to suffer and die the penalty for sin. And um, God's Word assures us that if we believe in Jesus Christ, if we put our faith in Him, we will be saved. We will be forgiven for our sins and be welcomed into the the kingdom of heaven eternally. Mm -hmm. So that's the great hope of you and me, the great hope of every Christian, just simply relying on Jesus Christ, no longer relying on ourselves to make ourselves right with God, but relying on Jesus Christ as one who has done what we could not do for ourselves. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Tim. Amen. Well, Tim, man, that went really, really fast. <laughs> um, we appreciate you coming on a bridge radio today and spending the time with us today Absolutely. to get to know you, get to know a little bit more about your book and your ministry and what you're doing for the kingdom of God. Um, uh, I always ask this question, Tim, where can people find you if you want to be found social media, church, anything you would like to share? Sure, yeah. Well, on the English side, if your preferred language is English, then you could just check out chalice.com, that's P-H-A-L-L-I-E-S.com. And maybe if your um, preferred language is Spanish, I will turn it over to Nadelka so <laughs> she can pronounce it properly and uh, tell people where they could find the Spanish articles. So, Nadelka, can you please share where our Spanish-speaking community can go ahead and find all of uh, Tim's uh, articles and material in Spanish? Yes, of course. So, it would be es.chally.com. Wow, that's That's it. That's it. That's There you go, guys. Just add that ES in front of it, and you'll get into the Spanish side. S.A. Chalice. S.A. Chalice, yes. That's it. Well, Tim, thank you very much. It was We had a great time. Yeah, thank you so much, Tim. Whenever you have time, we would love to have you back. If you have any new books coming out, we would love to review those books whenever that might be. And we would really, really would love to have you back. Certainly. Yeah, that would be wonderful. And uh, I'll have a new book out next year and would love to uh, come back in the summer, probably, or early fall and talk to you about that then. All right. Sounds great. We're looking forward to it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this week's episode with Tim Challies on his book, Knowing and Enjoying God, Words from the Wise um, by Harvest House Publisher. that was a great interview, Steve. That was that was a that was a fun interview, and the book is just a just a, a neat, quick little read. Mm, um, yes. Maybe not quick, but it's an easy read. You know, it's 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 got a lot of great quotes as we talked about, uh, some beautiful photography in yes. there, and I think it will just put you in the mood to study God's word and to meditate on on his word and to spend time with him. And so I highly recommend the book. Well, you're, you're, you're a quotes guy. I you, love quotes. You, you love throwing quotes around here and, and I love it when you just repeat them, repeat it, and then just gets ingrained in our heads. And then it's cool to see when other people start quoting you of the people that you're quoting here. At quoting Brave, Steve, quoting Augustine. Yeah, exactly. So that's always an awesome blessing. And, and yes, please come to bridge um, and get the book. Um, or you can go and get it on uh, the different sites that uh, uh, Tim has uh, uh, recommended to get. But, uh, you know, hopefully here in the future, we'll have a bookstore, you know, on our website. So Absolutely. Well, you can purchase, we're working towards it. Yeah, we're working towards that. And you can purchase uh, uh, those books on bridgemanlaredo.org. 
Um, please don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And like we always like to end our show, what is your only comfort in life and in death that I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Until next week.